Please call the roll for me. <laughs> Alder Clausius. Clausius absent. Alder DeMar. Here. Alder Palm. Alder Palm absent. Alder Schmidt. Here. Alder Schmidt present. Alder Subek. Present. Alder Subek present. Alder Revere. Here. Thank you. Um, next up, we have public comment. We have three people available to answer questions. Um, on item nine, Satcher Roads Conway, representing cows in support, available to answer questions. And then on item seven, we have uh, Jamie Patrick uh, in support, representing Madison Area Sports Commission, and Diane Morgenthaler uh, in support, available to answer questions, representing the uh, GMCVB. So do we have any questions for our registrants? I was going to separate item 7 and ask some questions. Do you want me to ask the questions now or wait until we're on the item? Um, we could do it either way, really. Uh, we could, uh, if you have questions of the speakers, might as well do them now. Okay. I would actually suggest maybe we do it opposite so some of the city staff could leave that will be on the consent agenda. <laughs> George is happy. There's no He has to get back to the melting start. snow. Do we have any disclosures or recusals? Alder DeMar? Do you, oh, no, okay. I do not. You wish to, you seem wish to speak something. Okay. Um, next up, we have the uh, consent agenda. So, if take a second to look and see, other than item seven, and we also have to separate five. Ten. Um, ten. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Short agenda doesn't mean it's a challenge to Alder for I hate to do this, but I really didn't think there'd be much to separate it, but I had a couple questions on two and three, please. Okay. All right. Such a short agenda. You might have individually, I guess. Any other uh, separations? Not that there's much left to yeah. separate. Alder Clausius. Did you pull off the last one on here with Hartley? That's all. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay, all that's left on the consent agenda so far is 1, 4, 6, and 8. Any further separations? Could I have a motion on 1, 4, 6, and 8. Move to approve item number 1, 4, 5. No, 5 has to be separated. 5 is, oh, 6 and 8. Second. Okay, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carries. It'll take us to item two. With congratulations to the walking wounded George Hank. Thank you. Thanks for re-upping, George. Oh, what happened? Um, okay. Motion on item number two. Could I have a motion on item number two? I move item number two. Second. Motion by tomorrow, <laughs> second by Clausius to move item number two. And we had questions, I believe. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. I saw the superintendent walk in, so if Eric could come forward. I guess Mike could come too, but it's really the questions will be for Eric. So Eric, Eric I, I'm sure we've all, we obviously all read Mike's, you know, re, um, memo to us that was in our packet, and, and you obviously sent each of us an email a week or so ago arguing for the additional assistant park superintendent position. Could you uh, state the case just succinctly now as to why this is necessary? And um, maybe I'll just start off by saying I think most folks are probably guessing that if this is adopted by the council, the assistance would likely be two people we all know and love, <laughs> uh, Charlie and Kay, respectively. And so if that 
maybe I shouldn't even mention them by name, but assuming that that's the case and assuming that they both deserve well-deserved reclasses, I'm sure, given the fine work that each of them do, what's the necessity of, besides having them have well-deserved reclasses and, and maybe perhaps more impressive titles, what's the necessity of having what seemingly might be two people doing the jobs that they currently are doing in their incumbent positions? Um, the first thing is um, we will do an internal competitive process, and I can't speak to who will or will not be selected. Mm -hmm. um, that said, the, the nature of this restructure is one that's really focusing on trying to break us from a, a long tradition of reactive work. Uh, Send an email, but the goal of having the two our range 16 positions is to allow each of them to not have as broad of an expectation so they can get deeper uh, into the issues. One of the ones that's happening right now, I know a number of you are involved with, like dogs. Um, that's an example. Five years ago when I started, we knew that policy was broken, and we just haven't done anything about it. Um, though there are multiple other, as far as the urban forestry fee, the community event standards, those are the things that, frankly, we're just reacting to. And so their structure here is to allow them to get deeper into each of those sides of the house. As far as refilling positions from that internal process, um, the reason this resolution doesn't delete anything is I don't know what will happen, but we will evaluate it as a part of the 2016 budget. So I won't commit that we will refill any positions that are um, selected, that the person is selected from in the coming budget, and we'll evaluate them. The one thing I would commit to is that anything we do in that regard will be at a levy-neutral position. I'm quite confident we can do that. Going uh, forward, I'm sorry, or you mean this year, which? Going forward, <coughs> yes. And I don't know if I probably didn't answer your question, so let me get back on topic. No, I, th I think your points were helpful. Like, for example, you have Ann Shea reaching out to us about dogs and parks when, as the public information officer for the division, yep. it probably might not be the most appropriate role for her to be dealing, you know, with alders, as she, you know, so frequently. It probably would be more appropriate for a superintendent level to do that sort of outreach with alders. Though she is very capable, yes. I mean, Obviously. You, yeah. you see that... To get proactive, that's what we have to do. And right now, over the past three years, I'm not sure who would do it. Because when you have a single assistant, the nature of the size of the organization, both monetarily, uh, position-wise, uh, like number of positions being brought on and brought off, there's a lot of personnel stuff always ongoing. And I hate to use words like we need to be more uh, con, you know, more appreciative of the need for vision and direction, but we do. And that's one of the biggest things we get from neighborhoods is a lack of planfulness and a lack of, like, responsiveness. And I think a lot of the responsiveness they're looking for, we actually already do beforehand at some level. If we were more proactive, we could have done something about it. And that's the thing of putting it at the right level <coughs> to make decisions to move what is a really big ship quickly and an, and an appropriate level of responsiveness to the community. Because we're big. We are really big. Two follow-up questions. The first, I guess, would be, Eric, that 
So again, if the council adopts this, the notion of keeping it revenue neutral, or excuse me, you know, fiscally neutral, budget neutral this year, is to keep one of the two uh, vacant positions open. Can you explain how you would make the determination <clears throat> which position you would likely keep open once you've selected the two assistant superintendents? Well, we would have a vote with the three of us, so I guess it would be my decision. <laughs> um, but, no, collaboration, and that's a part of it I said in the <coughs> email as well, to put on the public record. I'm a big fan of collaborative decision-making. I'm a big fan of having, frankly, two co-equals who can challenge me and keep me from going off, off the rails. Uh, I don't like to think I do that all the time, but I think that makes for a more collaborative environment to do so. And we would really sit down and look at what we need and what would be a successful recruitment strategy for an individual position. And to be clear, we're not, I'm not committing to refilling either one this year uh, and definitively which one it would be. I think it's likely we'll refill one, uh, but we, are, we will not refill, we will not move forward with refilling one or two until which time the levy is balanced for this year. And in the future budget, whatever is included will be levy neutral uh, to parks. And then the, the last question is the same one I'll pose to our friends from the fire department on the next agenda item, and that is uh, why this you know, wasn't requested as part of the budget process and, and asked of us last fall. Um, the first, the, the budget request, uh, it would, well, frankly, in either case, it wasn't really on my mind fully. Uh, in the budget request document, I was still in interim status. I really tried to keep... The amount of positions you added to parks is really stunning, and I was it was hard-pressed for me to even ask for that much in interim status, but I did things that didn't change the direction uh, of the division. This does. And then even <clears throat> in November, when I might have thought of this idea, at that point uh, we had a position already in the budget. I was committed to recruiting for it, really trying to think it through. We had a very good uh, recruitment process that's already completed through the interview process, and the panel quite frankly, was uh, very split. And I, what, I, what it taught me about the decision, and what it taught me is they were each seeing different needs. And those needs were really, quite frankly, impossible to find in an individual or to expect of any one person. Like to get to that depth of integration from forestry to golf to Obert Gardens, I, I don't think it's practical. So really the reason you haven't seen it before is because I thought the other model was better, and today I think I was wrong. Well, I don't think. I know I was wrong. And I've worked with HR and a number of other agencies, and that's the truth. I, I was kind of wrong. I thought it could be done with one, but I don't think it can now. Thank you. Alder DeMar. Thank you. I thought I understood this until you started talking, and now I'm confused. So I want to make sure um, that I understand what you've just said. Your your charge is that, or what you want to do is to create another assistant superintendent and move someone internally into that position and leave that position open for the remainder of the year. And you're also saying that you probably won't fill it next year. And you're also saying that you're so busy and there's so much to do 
that you're not able to get to things. So that's what I'm having trouble understanding and balancing. Could you explain that to me? Sure. Um, and and I tend to talk in very finance terms sometimes in these things. So I'm not I'm not speaking to what positions will be refilled and when, for specifically because that's something that hopefully with the two assistants recruited in in the door we have those three of us sit down and figure out what makes sense when. I fully suspect one of the two positions would be refilled this year. Perhaps both, but my commitment today is I won't do that unless we come out levy neutral this year and that anything we build in for this year, including the recruitment process, will be levy neutral in the budget for next year. And this takes into account things that I can't speak about individuals, but we know retirement plans for individuals. We know transition plans. So I am confident that if the question Alderman Marb is, are we just adding a person or paying one person more wages? No, uh, no I mean, wasn't but, my question. Okay, but you know what I mean? Like, Because then it would be a reclassification type situation, and that's not what we're in. Mm -hmm. The hope is you take one person up to the 18th, or an individual will occupy the second assistant. Mm -hmm. The position that's underlying vacancy will be held open to make sure it's levy neutral this year. That position will likely be used either this year, but most likely in next year's budget, and reformat it in a way to address some of these deficiencies. And I know you're aware of some of the planning. Uh, I hate to call them deficiencies, just the volume, but right. we're behind. Yeah. So I appreciate what you're saying. And no, the, there's not some miraculous assistant title that makes us get caught up. This is part of a, a few more steps in the a, a, modif a very marginal reorganization, in my opinion. I, I guess what I have trouble understanding is that um, by creating, and I'm not saying you don't need this position because you wouldn't be here if you didn't think so. So, but by creating this position and someone being recruited and, and move, moving into it, they're leaving a job behind that still needs to be done. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and so they may be given the latitude then to help you figure out many different staffing needs or changes or project needs that need to be done by the staff department, but you're still going to have a hole yes. to, to put on that think power forward, if you will. So I don't know how, I, I'm just having, what from my, in my prior life, you know, I'm having trouble understanding how you will pull this off. I'll give you a hypo. Without, without getting further behind initially. Uh, and I understand. And, I, and, I, and I'm very sensitive to that, and I think we have a unique uh, situation that we won't. I'm pretty confident in that. But let's – I'll throw out a hypothetical. Um, if the Parks Planning Development Manager, who currently oversees uh, four landscape architects and a surveyor, yeah. is selected for um, – the position that would focus on planning, development, finance, and administration. Uh, at that point, there's a vacant planning development manager. Before I say that absolutely I want to refill that planning development manager right at that level, exactly like the job was constituted, I would want to look at, with them, what's the best way to build those resources back in in a levy-neutral manner that addresses the needs. It may be uh, a landscape architect instead of another manager, or it may be just another higher level, you know, another landscape architect for it, maybe a planner, an engineer. I, I don't want to speak to what they would need. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, just for an example, they're picking up a very important unit, but another smaller unit as well. So uh, 
I, I know hypotheticals probably don't help, but I'm very conscious, I think, of what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, should we, as um, alders representing lots of constituents, should we think that there's going to be a lag while you bring this needed change forward before you'll be ready to do some of the, the backlog of work and understand what that work and how it should be done. I mean, I would not be surprised if there's a little bit of a lag that is caused because of this. If you're going to sit back and rethink how things should happen or in what order or what you need, that's going to take a little time. But if that's the case, then we just need to be aware of it so we can anticipate um, our demands on you. Yeah, and... And I do appreciate that, but I, I don't think I'm not saying we'd like it. No, and I don't but I don't <laughs> think I don't think it'll get any worse, Alder DeMarb. Okay. And and I understand that each and every alder can probably point to one example in the last twelve months they've been a little disappointed in the timeliness. Uh we've had a way longer transition than I thought when when I embarked on this. But I, I think it's gone by my account relatively okay. Uh we we've been behind on things, but we have not we haven't been proactive. But that relatively okay really is a testament uh, to a whole lot of people uh, in my division that that don't let us slip any further. Mm -hmm. So I am as confident as I can personally be that I'll I'll do what I have to do uh, to make sure we stay on track. Uh, I can't promise you nothing will fall through the cracks, but I will do everything I personally can, and I'm pretty confident that my management team does the same, and that's really the expectation I place on them. Okay. Thank you. It's a big job. All the clauses. <laughs> well, Eric is a member of the Parks Commission. I know full well no one on your staff sits around looking for things to do over there, especially after serving on it for eight years. I wanted to comment a little bit on as far as the Madison Parks Foundation. I'm also a member of that, as you know. <laughs> and, uh, we hired our new coordinator roughly over a year, year and a half ago. She's done a remarkable job on here. I notice in here you're going to retain authority over her, but as you know, it's the goal of the foundation. We want her to become an employee of the foundation. Are you going to, would you have more autonomy after that, or would she? I mean, where do you see your supervision lines on here? Because my impression was that she pretty much would function, I mean, within the parameters of the Parks Commission. But uh, my, my hope is that by retaining... Uh, fewer direct reports or a, a more uh, a smaller executive team, which Stephanie would be a part of, mm -hmm. is that we actually expedite that process. I think it's in the best interest of the foundation. Right. That's what the board has expressed to me uh, to migrate her um, and that position to the foundation. I think, frankly, she's done an amazing job. Yep. The foundation's done an amazing job over the last 12 months or so in building capacity. Where we haven't built is that building towards institutional capacity for that migration to occur. That's a piece of this puzzle for me is to build a deeper relationship with the foundation for me mm -hmm. uh, with me so we can move that quicker. Mm -hmm. I do think it's a fundamental issue. But, yes, and then, frankly, after that happens, the supervision becomes harder because it's no longer supervision. Now it's collaboration, relationship building, and management. Mm -hmm. and that's one of something I want to make sure we retain because the sure. foundation is critical to the future. <coughs> Yep. I know the foundation would rather see it sooner than later, her becoming an employee directly of the foundation with it. But so, yep. Okay. All right. Don't see any further questions, so move to a vote. No discussion either. 
All right. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Got a motion on item three. Move item three, please. Second. Motion by Demar, second by Clausius. Move item three. Alder Revere, I believe you had questions. I do. There's a lot of folks here, the Chiefs, Rita, Julie, but I don't know that everyone has to come forward. But uh, whoever wants to answer the couple questions I might have. Chief Davis is on vacation, so it took three of us to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> so the obvious question uh, for, again, any or all of you is why do you need the position? And you know, I appreciate that there's a, <clears throat> one paragraph in Julie's memo to us giving the chief's uh, rationale, but it would be helpful hearing it directly from you folks. I think it, um, we had an untimely retirement of a payroll clerk uh, last July, August, and with that, the number two payroll person uh, needed to really support that new person that came on board. Um, so like we could probably talk for a half an hour about how difficult that's been for us to transition with a new payroll person and the loss of that 25-year person. But, um, and Munis. And, mu and Munis. I didn't want to say that word. but uh, We're all familiar with that, some more than others at the table. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, so our number two payroll person needed to commit a lot of her time to training uh, the new payroll person. Uh, so this position, this fifth uh, clerical staff position that we have, uh, started as an LTE and she's been in place for about eight months now, six months. And um, she's really uh, done an outstanding job uh, for us and uh, really filled some roles, uh, some basic entry level. This is a very entry level position, probably the entry level position as far as uh, secretarial staff goes. But she's been able to fill some uh, uh, roles for us that enabled others to uh, branch out and work on some objectives that haven't been uh, really met entirely. We've got, uh, you know, increased HIPAA requirements, increased open records requests. Um, workers' comp issues are, are up, uh, you know, monthly workers' comp issues um, are more prevalent. So just the overall staff has had, had to really uh, uh, dig deep and, and do some things that we haven't asked them to do before, and we've really reached that breaking point. So I appreciate the specific examples that you know, weren't cited in the memo, so those are helpful. Mike, the, so the position, it's not fair to say that it, <coughs> just to help Velma, it's really to do a whole cross-section of departmental improvements that perhaps haven't been you've been haven't been able to meet over the years in a timely fashion chief lorenzi is in charge of the ems division overall maybe she can speak a little bit further to it even one of the things that we're going to be trying to do is transition some of the workload from our commissioned personnel some of the um more clerical type functions into a position to to this position so we're going to be using part of this position to help us with some of those things, some of the reordering things, things that we have um, folks that are commissioned doing right now. So we're going to try to actually utilize, better utilize those commissioned person to be in the field to do commission work. So that's one of the things that we're going to be doing with this person is to try to take off some of those additional clerical and routine functions um, from those folks. 
And just made two other last quick questions. The first is, you heard me ask Eric earlier, you know, why, why now? Why wasn't his request foreseen in the budget process last year? And I said I'd ask you all the same, so someone wants to address that. Right, and I think uh, part of it was due to that untimely retirement. Uh, originally, this person, this LTE position, was going to um, backfill as our number two payroll person, help train the new person. So this LTE position was originally brought on board for that, to uh, backfill for someone else while they were training our payroll person and working through some of the issues with payroll. Um, as she... Uh, Blossomed and was able to do more with less, so to speak. Um, I mean, she was a, she's an outstanding candidate. I think there was 80 people that put in for that position, and um, so she her credentials were the very, LTE position. There were yeah, there was applicants. quite a few. Yeah, and um, uh, we're very happy with her. I think part of this is kind of doing the right thing to to afford her some of the benefits that she probably deserves uh, as a full time employee. One of the other things that we want to be cautious of is because of the big change with Munis, um, there's a lot of change in workflow and trying to figure out what that looks like. And, and we're still trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, this is, she's certainly helping us meet that need, and we anticipate as the system becomes more robust and we appreciate its value more, um, being able to utilize that and change the responsibilities as some of those things, some, we gain some efficiencies, and we find it takes us more time to do other things. And lastly, as we – sorry, Rita, do you want to say something else? I was just going to say that one of the reasons <coughs> the budget was in before this retirement had occurred, mm -hmm. we had a – and so that was also part of it. We already knew that. And then the other thing is we opened Station 13, which is um, – so, you know, all of these things, and then we didn't know what the impact of – Munis was going to be. We knew we had staff out for training, which this position also helped with, but we didn't know what the, that it was, you know, going to be as quite as involved as it has been for us. And then lastly, on my part, as, as the park superintendent stated with the position he asked for, can you just explain how salary savings would be able to fund this position at least this year? We have... Um, we have some individual. We have right now. We'll be under with the latest retirements under authorized strength by three positions. We also are aware of one individual who says he's um, likely to go yet in July at the latest, and that's a person that is, you know, has been with the city a number of years, and so we will have retirement savings because, as an example, when a CEO one retires you a code enforcement officer you hire a one not a three and there's a potential that one of those individuals will be leaving yet this year even with the obvious retirement payouts you still think you'll have enough we, we still think because this and we also are funding hourly so this will offset some of the hourly that we're currently <coughs> spending okay thank you all very much okay other questions Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say yeah. aye. Aye. Motion carries. Item five, um, <coughs> separate because we need to amend the title. Oh. So if I could have a motion to adopt that will strike the phrase and allow city staff to solicit funds for this purpose, that would be great. Motion to 
add that language. Strike that language. Strike that language. Sorry. Motion by the mayor, second by Clausius, to strike to um, approve, but striking language and allow city staff to solicit funds for this purpose. Any discussion oh. or questions for staff? <laughs> Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item 7, could I have a motion? Move item 7. Second. Motion by the mayor, second by Clausius, to approve item 7. I believe we have questions for some of our registrants. Alder Subic. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure who was here. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm just wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about, in the contract, there are some goals listed that look like they're sort of part of the broader business plan. And I'm curious if you can speak to what the money that the city is granting through this contract enables you to do. Um, you know, obviously, I look at those numbers, I'm assuming that all of those room nights won't come from the city money. That $100,000 doesn't get us that much bang for our buck. Um, so I guess that I'm curious if you could talk about sort of what the city funding enables you to, how, how does it enable some growth from last year, you know, things like that, if you could just. Sure. Um, basically, the city funding will go towards general operations of the Sports Commission. So we currently have three employees that are fully dedicated to the Sports Commission. Um, two are engaged in sales activities, which is really what is what generates the room nights, what brings the economic impact in. The third person is involved in marketing, and in the sports world, that marketing supports the events that we bring here. So um, what we see is really continued investment in those activities, and the selling activities are attending trade shows where decision makers um, are available to meet, um, where there are other um, opportunities to expand the visibility of Madison as a sports destination. So it's a, a very robust selling activity that we would expect this funding to support. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any further questions? Alder Revere. Well, thank you. So, Diane, probably maybe guessed I had a question or two since I raised the uh, question about the um, agreement at the briefing that the council had by the CVB, and Diane was there. I don't know that, Jamie, if you were there. I don't think you were there. But um, so the qu couple questions I asked Deb at the um, briefing a week ago uh, relating to this, I wanted to ask and probe here at, at this table as well. The the first one is, and I know it's even addressed here now that I have the agreement and read it, uh, relates to the board meetings and possible city board membership. When you look at your nice CVB year and review document that we all received last week. <clears throat> your board, and they, I don't know which one of you wants to address this, but your board obviously has representatives from each of the local, uh, other local governments that are uh, partners with the Sports Commission. So could you restate what in this first year of uh, our funding and, and this agreement would be the possibility of the city having a, a seat at that table formally? I know that the agreement just says that the meetings would be open to city officials that want to, to attend. Is there any discussion of going one further in this year or no? Um, we did go back after our conversation at the um, briefing and reviewed our um, bylaws for the Sports Commission. And under the bylaws, um, we would not have the ability to have a designated city representative based on this funding for the one-year grant that we have. It, the funding has to be a different model. However, we do have opportunity for additional at-large members on our 
our board of directors. So if so, there would be opportunity to still designate someone if that is a something the city is interested in. We would certainly have that con conversation with our contract administrator. Greg, Mr. McManus, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, for example, if our friend Alderperson Clear has an interest. I'm sure he has a strong interest in continuing on the CVB board. If he possibly had time in his schedule to also attend sports commission meetings, it would be rather easy for him to be appointed. I have no idea if he has an interest in this right. or not. But we would certainly welcome anyone to come. Number one, our meetings are open. There are only three more board meetings this calendar year. Um, the board it's meets, just a quarterly It's thing. a quarterly meeting. So we would more than welcome anyone to come. Um, and if it isn't all clear and someone else would be interested in this topic, we'd certainly welcome them as well. Okay, thank you for that. And then the other area I asked, I think I referred, called correctly, I asked, well, maybe I didn't ask Deb about this, so I'll just ask you now, Diane, uh, is uh, the issue of um, regular briefings. I know that this speaks to financials being, you know, submitted to the city and so forth, and it also talks about a relationship with the parks superintendent in here and, and by the way there's a bit of a typo so in section five it says to the director of the city of madison parks department he's the eric is the superintendent of the parks division as opposed to department we can not, not that they're any lesser it's just traditionally they're a division not a department and he's again the superintendent not the director that's on page two section five so could wearing my monona terrace board hat obviously you and deb Presented, I mean, not obvious to my colleagues, but you, obvious to you and Greg, you, you and Deb give a regular um, quarterly briefing to the Monona Terrace Board, which are always very helpful at our meeting last Thursday. <coughs> and there was some discussion of the Arts Commission in that. Would there be a more robust and regular reporting? I realize that the Parks Division is now involved, but to the Monona Terrace Board, and have you had? conversations with Eric or others in parks about what sort of relationship they and the park commission like on person Clausius or as a park commissioner might be interested in as well um, we forward it, it our expectation has always been that we would provide at least a quarterly update to the parks division um, as well as to our contract administrator um, and we're more than welcome to looking and speaking to the Parks Commission about presenting to that group. We're very open to any conversation about our results at any time, frankly. We typically um, present twice a year, mid-year, and then kind of a year in recap to uh, the other communities that support us. Uh, and I have mentioned to Eric that we'd love to talk with the Parks Commission and, and get to know them a little bit more and who we are and who they are. That would be great. And and again, just again, being selfish and talking about Monona Terrace as an administrator, and and that would continue in the re regular reporting to the sure. Terrace Board. You also would provide as part of your regular CVB. Yes, and uh, the reason I said I, we will be doing it quarterly for Monona Terrace. Um, we currently include Sports Commission data in that packet, um, so we will we have the we have the information more frequently than we might for some of our other municipalities where we prepare special reports for them, as Jamie mentioned, twice a year. Okay, great. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Any further questions? Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Item 9. Motion. Move item 9. Second. Motion by DeMar, second by Clausius. Item 9. I believe Alder Revere, you had questions on this? I did. Or, sorry. We have someone here to speak to us. Alder DeMar? 
This is well represented already by a lot of people signing <laughs> on to it, many people um, in this room. But for um, the value of the public listening on the city channel, let's, let's put it that way. And I understand also that this money is in the budget. That's correct. Okay. But this is a lot of money. Yes. So can you tell us what this is buying us, please? Mm -hmm. So just to step back for a second, um, uh, the city... The Georgetown University has um, offered uh, opportunity for cities that are about 250,000 in population or less, so modest-sized cities, um, to participate in an energy competition. So the city applied for that energy competition in uh, late summer, early fall of 2014, um, we were accepted and asked to submit a work plan. The city um, uh, actually uh, entered into a contract with um, the same uh, team that is on this resolution to develop that work plan. That work plan is actually attached to the Legistar file. And for any of you who want to read it, it is a very robust document on the strategies that the city are, is going to um, participate in uh, for the competition. The competition is for two years, 2015 and 2016, and it is to look at ways <coughs> to reduce energy, natural gas and electricity, in three sectors. All residential, so single-family, multifamily, municipal, and school buildings. Um, and with a caveat being that they really, I think, want the strategies to also use school children to educate school children and bring the, those lessons home um, because of obvious enthusiasm that school children have. So the, um, the strategy and the resolution before you today is to really uh, have the city of Madison enter the competition with a strong hand um, and to uh, put forward strategies that reduce our energy consumption in those three sectors. And we will be reporting our energy uh, to Georgetown University on a quarterly basis. Um, on the so can, can I just say yep. that for a second? So this money is actually going to the nonprofit to administer this two-year project? Yes. Okay. It's a huge team, actually, of both... Uh, uh, nonprofits that are here in Madison, kind of boots on the ground, but also bringing in expertise um, from other parts. Um, specifically, Elevate Energy is out of Chicago, and they have run um, a very successful residential program in Chicago, specifically seeing a very significant energy reduction in multifamily, which is something in Madison that we have not been able to crack. Um, there is obviously a disconnect. The owner doesn't see a value in energy efficiency because those costs are oftentimes um, borne by the tenants, and the tenants uh, move. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to be taking their expertise. Um, Project Home is also a partner on this in this team, and... Um, the wonderful thing is that we're going to be able to learn Elevate's um, secrets on how they 
we're able to get significant energy reduction on the multifamily sector. And Project Home will then be able to take that and obviously we're trying to win the competition and see drastic energy reduction in the next two years. However, that knowledge of, of how to go about and how to approach that sector will remain in this area with Project Home hopefully taking that project and, and program and, and going beyond the two years. And that's really how we've set up a lot of the program is to um, obviously be aggressive in these two years so we can win the cash prize of $5 million, but to also um, have uh, programs and um, strategies in place that even after the competition is over, we're left with a whole um, host of, of new programs that are successful and can continue into the future. So if I'm understanding, the nonprofit will lead for two years um, on three different sectors yes. or building types. And have you contacted the school district? Are they yes. game for this? Yes. Okay. They, as part of our work plan, we had numerous conversations with them. Okay. Um, and, so. and so whoever identifies the most energy <clears throat> savings opportunities or actually implements energy savings? It's you need to show energy savings. However, um, the uh, Georgetown University is also very interested in how you did it because they really want to take the strategies and the programs and uh, make them available nationwide. Mm -hmm. um, so they're going to be interested in, obviously, they want to see success. They want to see the reduction in energy, um, but they also are very interested in the strategies that the cities used to achieve those um, reductions. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> let's win. <laughs> Any further questions? Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <laughs> Item 10, could I have a motion? Um, move 10, please. Okay. Motion by DeMarv, second by Clausius. Move by item 10. I presume we had questions for someone. Um, I had separated this. I was just actually um, hoping for sort of a broad update, particularly around what, if we know anything about the timeline on the project itself. <laughs> you do? Um, All right, question answered. Any <laughs> <laughs> other? No, please oh, please continue. I was kidding. Um, so the um, county funding... Uh, county board resolution is is wending its way through that <coughs> process. Um, this is the last formal action that the city needs to take. Um, the I think the anticipated um, closing date for the financing of this project is scheduled to take place um, in the middle or latter part of April. And um, if all things go according to plan, um, Heartland is pointing to a groundbreaking on or about May 1st. Fantastic. Um, we would, um, or they would expect, they anticipate um, having units occupied um, within the first quarter of 2016. Super. Thank you. All the closes? Yeah. I, uh, 
I notice the alder for this area isn't present tonight on here, but I do want to inquire on here. I know initially there was some dissension in the neighborhood. Uh, there were several, at least one neighborhood meeting. Have things pretty well been put to bed now on it, or it's smooth sailing? Well, there were probably from now, or there were three or four, or four or five neighborhood meetings. I think the, I think the um, configuration of this project has been influenced by neighborhood input. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, I think the uh, closer that uh, Heartland gets to um, actually beginning construction of the project. Um, th the more those conversations will again pick up in terms of um, some of the details of the of the project, some of the amenities associated with the project. Um, there continue to be conversations about um, addressing parking issues, which is one of the right. primary concerns of of neighborhood residents. So, um, I, I think there's every reason to believe that that relationship will be an ongoing one between. Um, neighborhood residents and the developer and, and operator of the project. Yeah. Well, I know you and I have discussed it several times, and if you read any of my stuff in the paper, you know I'm very supportive of it. In fact, I'm going to have to get my name added on here as a sponsor, but uh, I wish you well with the project. Thank you. Any further questions? Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. All those Marb. Move to adjourn. Second. Motion by DeMarb. Second by Clause is to adjourn. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. We're adjourned. I may want to let the mayor know that without you here. Thank you. We finished in 45.